Support for this podcast and the following message is brought to you by Water Brand Water. Nice and clear and full of zero flavors or calories, Water Brand Water is the most delicious thing you can have on a hot day. Drink it cold in the summertime. Drink it hot in the wintertime. Drink it lukewarm in the fall time. Water Brand Water is great for all seasons. During the springtime, yeah, you could try it, I guess. Water Brand Water. Drink it anytime. From WBED in Atlanta, this is The Application, the only podcast that tries to get WABE to hire the host, me, <laughs> who is me. On today's episode, we will talk about our my favorite hosts for late night television and how I can take and learn and exercise things from their tenures on the late night spectrum. This is something different. This is something new. I am renewed with energy. Plus, we got a little special announcement over here. Uh, Nothing has happened so far, but we got a special announcement. So let's get to it. This is the application. Welcome back to the application. Like I said before, I'm your host, Chad White, and this is the premiere podcast for nothing. Nothing's not premiere podcast or anything. The premiere podcast for C Plus Comedy is the, the Constitutionals, but this is something that's completely different that wasn't even supposed to live on the website until the until I decided it had to live on the website because it needed a home. When because when you need when you make these things, you don't want I mean it's cool to point to a SoundCloud page, but this, a SoundCloud page can only do so much. It's 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 official when I point to a website when I put this thing and make it live on a website that is uh, that has been made that's five years old that has been made and it's living with other things that I've made before like the Constitutionals like News Time like the Shorts like the interviews I've done with comedians and uh, people in the comedy adjacent world. I say comedy adjacent because I've interviewed musicians, right? Leo Byronberg. Why did I name somebody? <laughs> he's a he's done sound for a bunch of TV shows <laughs> uh, and writers and stuff like that. And I never I every time sometimes I get nervous. Like you know when it's, when it's the big people like uh, Judah Friedlander. He was on he wrote for Thirty Rock. I think he was on he was on Thirty Rock. I think he wrote for Thirty Rock. And he's just a he's a a very he's a well known stand up if you know him in the world of stand up. And you do. You, he's the guy that wears the hats in Thirty Rock. And uh, I, I, <laughs> I interviewed him and it was, uh, I'm not gonna lie. The first couple of minutes I was, I was nervous. Same thing for Jen Kirkman, even though I spent 20 minutes talking to her, Lori Kilmartin, that was a very strange interview because she, I think she was on the way to a set and this is like after Conan or something. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I remember it very specifically because that same night Nintendo announced the switch and they had a simulcast live stream on, uh, online, uh, and all, all their channels, <laughs> and I watched it at eleven o'clock because I was still I was in the middle of interviewing Lori Kilmartin, <laughs> so a little behind the scenes for that interview. I was on the phone with her at eleven o'clock at night. It was like eight o'clock in L.A., and I was also wa- watching this muted broadcast of the Nintendo Switch hardware being announced <laughs> in the background. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's how I do my work. Uninterrupted. Who else was I nervous for? The Sklar brothers. I was definitely nervous for those guys. Also, I couldn't tell them apart on the phones. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I misattributed some of the quotes. <laughs> but it was a really good interview. 
And they they do so well at playing off of each other. This is a this is a completely different episode of News Time than I mean uh, the application. I was about to say the Constitution was again. I've I went through all three of the shows that I have currently have in rotation. But uh, this morning I was I was I was watching uh, a clip from Trevor Noah's The Daily Show, and I re- and I thought, boy, Trevor's really good, and no one. There was a, there's a subsection of people who, when John Stewart left, they said, "I'm never gonna watch the Daily Show again." John Stewart is gone. That's how the internet sounds to me. Uh, fat fat dudes with uh, giant glasses and uh, beards around their necks, and uh, the, and I pictured them. They just stink. <laughs> so so I was watching that, and I thought. Trevor Noah is really a really funny person. Like I obviously he's, he's I've I've known he's a funny person. I've seen his stand up, uh, and I've seen his book Born Standing Up. No, uh, Born a Crime. I think that's what it's called. I've seen his book in bookstores, and I think and I thought I thought yeah, Trevor Trevor's a really funny guy. Trevor's a, a very funny person, and no one that watched Stewart just they just gave up and they went over to uh, Colbert. You know, as soon as Colbert said he was gonna work on uh, late night the late show rather and and i and i and so but i really do think trevor is definitely one of the best ones out there doing it and also i was watching a clip from seth myers's uh late night that's what it's called and i was watching a clip from his and again this is all on youtube and again there's he doesn't he hasn't had the views that uh, his counterpart jimmy does or steven does or even uh corden does and there are three white dudes in late night Named James. Let's just keep that in mind. Uh, and a lot of them have, it's whatever. It's, it's, let's keep that in mind. So, so I'm, th- so I think that there are a lot of people who in late night who are just, you know, they're doing the job, they're doing the basics. But the way that you stand out is like you. Yes, you can have the large audience. You can have, you can still, you can be funny, and have a large audience, which is not a knock to, you know, the main, not the mainstays, but the. Uh, the the regular guys Fallon and Colbert and Corden and to some extent Corden but the but to but to stand out is something special and that that makes you special and and you know years ago like a two decades ago I'd say a decade ago when Conan was Conan did Conan was on TBS in two thousand when did he get canned from NBC seven years ago something like that. Yeah, 2000, because I was going, I was in college when that happened. Um, so, so, all right, so I would say a decade and a half. So 15 years, a decade and a half. No, no I've never heard a person in the world go, oh, how old is he, a decade and a half? It's been a decade and a half since I've seen you. Let's bring it back. Uh, but when, uh, so 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, the people who were doing it different and doing it the best were Conan and Letterman. And, and you know, I want to preface this with, <laughs> I don't expect to be hired by WABE and to host my own show. I don't, I don't, I don't expect that in, in the least bit. But I do think that there is something we can take away from these uh, shows, even if, they're tele- even if they're in a different medium, even if they're television, there's definitely something you can take away. Because uh, I, listen I listen to a lot of podcasts, I watch a lot of TV, uh, I have established this several times. I'm a very lonely person, especially since the breakup. And <laughs> oh my god, so stupid! This is a podcast about me trying to get hired at Atlanta's NPR station, where Atlanta meets NPR, where NPR meets Atlanta, whatever the tagline is. 
And but but I really do think that there's something you can take away from each medium, even even in a even an artist. I can I can look at an artist uh, who's who's painted something on a canvas and say and take away something from that and try to attribute that or, or take away from their some, from their process rather and try to attribute that to how to make a podcast or how to make uh, a live radio show. And so for so when when Letterman and Conan were the ones doing it the best. No one was watching them. When when Letterman had the Late Late Show, no one was watching him at like at all, except for it was just weird. And and then, you know, people gravitated towards him because he was doing weird things. He was going. Uh, I think I'm about to reference something he did on the actual Late Show proper rather than Late Late Show. But uh, same in Ferguson. I'll add Ferguson in there. I completely forgot about Ferguson when he was on a Late Late Show. He should have gotten the Late Show. No offense to to Colbert, but I think CBS knew what they were doing when they were going for politics. So, so we have we have Letterman doing all these weird things. Uh, he's like he was doing what what I would what Conan would refer to as remotes, but he would go out to a he'd be employed by a McDonald's and and he would or a Taco Bell and he would be he would work the drive through and people wouldn't know it was him and he'd just be messing with them and then that'd be a ten minute segment and that was and it's one of the funniest segments uh for any late night show period. Any late night show that exists in this world. And he and he's done that and he did that on the late late show and he did it on the late show. He almost had the tonight show, if I'm not mistaken. From the history of late nights that I've come to have come to understand. Uh, and then, you know, for Conan, he's doing things like the characters, like the masturbating bear. And, uh, he's, and he's doing remotes in, uh, in the middle East and he's doing remotes in Europe and he's doing remotes all over the place. And that, I mean, and that's essentially what his, and his, he and his, he and his production team have learned, you know, over the past few years, he's been doing late nights since, since the year I was born, which is insane. The show and I are the same age, <laughs> And he's been doing it, and his show and I, his his tenure on late night, and the show and I are the same age. It's crazy, and I love it, and I think that's why I think that's why Conan is definitely the person I relate to the most. Uh, and so, you know, Conan Conan doing all these late uh, this late this late night for so long, he and he has a show on TBS. He's able to have the freedom because you know no one's no one's. I mean, the the only people getting million, millions and millions and millions of viewers. Are CBS and uh, ABC and and uh, NBC's shows. So now that he's on TBS, he's gonna he's next year he's gonna change the show to a half hour. He's gonna cut it down. It's gonna basically be all remotes. You know, it's gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be daily. I don't know if it's gonna be weekly. I hope it's daily because that's where he thrives. But who knows? And. It's going to be all remotes. It's going to be, you know, less of the celebrity interviews, no musical performances. Who knows it'll have, if it'll have stand up because he's right now he's the the only late night host that had that regularly has stand ups on at least once or twice a week. Right now, I think it's I think it's like four times, three or four times out of the four shows. He has it like three times uh, because their booker, their music booker is uh, leaving the show. Right? Or I think they can't. I don't know. But I th- but the, that's but to take away from that. You for 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 a for a podcast to uh, subvert what people really think what a podcast is, you have to come out and be different. You know, for 
Uh, I hate to reference Serial because that is the most overblown podcast in the world. But Serial definitely did it right because a there were other there were other murder based podcasts, murder mystery based podcasts, but it took control of the genre because it made a it made a story out of something that no one expected. It gave most of mostly all of the the puzzles puzzle pieces for the uh, for the larger picture and and it just it changed the game in that way uh, if you look at missing richard simmons which is which is what made me stop listening to these types of podcasts and just get angry and, and hate it all uh, missing richard simmons uh is was uh some a reporter said hey where's richard simmons and then he went looking for him <laughs> which is which is the which is the, the highest of concept of log lines for that for that show but it was successful because <laughs> it was about oh a we haven't seen that guy in a long time and b the guy just aped what was going on for serial but it but it but it had the dangling carrot of we're going to we're going to we're going to get to the bottom of this at the end of the series and even when the show that show was like an early early stitcher premium show when stitcher premium first became a thing two and two years ago and so, and then when, whenever they found, whenever they found that he wasn't alive, I mean, that he wasn't uh, around, he was just a guy who wanted to live at home now and there was nothing dubious going on about it. That's, I mean, people listened for, you know, the seven episodes leading up to that, to the eight episodes leading up to that, to that uh, decision that it was, nothing was going on. It was, he was, Richard Simmons was at home and his caretaker, not caretaker, his maid wasn't trying to kill him or anything like that. No one's stealing money from him. But he, but he aped what was what 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 Serial had did. He did that, but he had but he had the answer of a he had the uh, the the golden the golden ticket of a dangling carrot that was hey I I think I have an answer. <laughs> no, it's hey I have an answer, but but at the end it's uh, hey I think I have an answer. But for Serial, we never got you know we never got an ending to that. And we even still spoke to it, and uh, Sarah Koenig spoke to the uh, to Adnan to the to the guy accused, and now HBO is making a a document docu a documentary series that's a counterpoint to that, which is which I think is uh, three years too late. <laughs> if you're gonna do this, you should have done it in tandem. But speaking of HBO, they had the um, oh my god, who Richard? Who's the guy who burped a lot? Who was the guy? I'm just gonna type in HBO burping guy, burp. In guy, I, I can't remember his name, but they had that uh, Robert Durst. They had the the Jinx, the Jinx. That's what the show is called. So for the Jinx, that was what a four four episode uh, documentary miniseries, and uh, it was insane that that show was able to get into the zeitgeist so quickly, <laughs> so quickly, so quickly. I remember the day before the finale aired. Uh, the, the, so the documentary ends with Robert Durst admitting over the mic that it was, and it, like he went to the bathroom and, and, and he left his mic on his the mic was very hot and he was burping in the mirror going, yeah, I did it. Burp. I did it. I murdered. I killed them all. <laughs> and, 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 um, God, that was in 2015, Jimmy Christmas. So, but I remember that, uh, the night before, I think it was the Saturday night before that aired on Sunday the police had raided Robert Durst's house and they arrested him. And I got, you got, you got all the emails, you got all the alerts, you know, from deadline and Hollywood reporter and learning about that. It's, 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 it's amazing that that even happened 
in this world. <laughs> that we could have that information and then it could be saved for a documentary. That these people had this information for what was it months? <laughs> months that this had been going down. And is it their obligation to turn it in and stuff? And so with the, but getting back to the podcast side of things, getting back to the podcast side of things, you're you're able to do something that's so different uh, that like serial, uh, like Earwolf, which is mostly comedy podcasts and make it and make it stand out and make it make people want to have it for, you know, however long that they (laughs) decide to have it. I don't even know what I'm saying in this last part of the sentence. So getting back to it, the hosts, uh, like Conan, when uh, Conan and Letterman, they're able to be so affable, but also equally smarmy to their audience and uh, treat them with happy, with love and consideration. But then also for Letterman in Letterman's case, he can he can uh, talk down to them and then they'll love it. Uh, I think Johnny kind of did the same thing. And then for Conan, he can be the butt of the joke. And and that's what gra- what gravitates us towards him. And then, you know, leaning on, leaning forward, looking forward into Seth Meyers. Seth Meyers is uh, a wonderful talent that who, who doesn't, who doesn't say the, the, the show may have my name on it, but I have the help of writers. And, you know, we've got Lutz and uh, Amber Ruffin and just so many people behind him who are so funny. John Lutz. I shouldn't say Lutz like I know. <laughs> John Lutz, Amber Ruffin and a bunch of other writers who are very talented and funny people who, who, you know, obviously they're not getting the best views on YouTube. You know, their videos are getting 98,000, 200,000 views, you know, with the exception of closer looks and anything he does that's political versus the tonight shows 500 views, 500,000 views for one video where one direction all does naked backflips or something. I don't know, (laughs) but you can definitely rely on that. That shows that that, that uh, Seth Meyers can have this group of people behind him and, and the audience loves them just as much. And which is what's kind of, you know, going going back towards podcasting. Uh, that's what a lot with uh, there's a podcast called Who Charted. And the it's a it's a show uh, where comedians talk about, you know, the music charts and the movie charts. And it's very funny. And they just lambast all of the the shows and movies and and songs that are on the charts that are popular and they just they just basically hang it on them and it's and it's you know it's like that uh but the but two of the real stars of that show are the engineer and the producer who uh brett starred as the engineer and uh kevin bartelt is the producer and those two have made their own fandom because they've been they've been working on the shows for years they're they're names in the i guess i wouldn't say podcasting industry but they're names in the in the in the podcasting world and uh people like them just as much it's not like they you know they're making <laughs> thousands of thousands of pounds thousands of dollars per episode you know like a, a joe rogan or somebody but you know, there you go. There's that. Uh, same thing for Never Not Funny. There's uh, the the show is uh, has host Jimmy Pardo and his co-host Matt Belknap talking to famous people. Uh, but then there's they have this uh, their intern, quote unquote intern, <laughs> Garen Cockrell, sitting on the couch uh, right across the room, and he's got a microphone and he's on camera alongside his uh, the host and the co-host. And then we've got um, <laughs> oh god, I forgot his name. <laughs> Elliot, we got Elliot uh, on the manning all of the cameras, uh, and he's and he's and he has his own microphone, unfortunately, and 
This is an inside joke, but between uh, me and Elliot. No, I'm just kidding. I don't even know Elliot. Uh, but he's got his own microphone, and they and all four of them are able to chat and talk. And then when they, when a when a guest comes in, all five of them are able to chat and talk and have a good time and fun. And so that's how you can definitely every but every because every podcast doesn't have to be you know the typical NPR podcast with not every podcast has to be one A, which is I think uh, which is uh, something that's the most different besides the game shows you know wait wait don't tell me and ask me another I think one A from WAMU is definitely one of the most different ones because it, it takes a host you know, Joshua or Tony or whoever subs in for Joshua Johnson. And it, and they sit down with a, uh, a panel of people and they have a concrete, distinct story that they're telling over the course of 40 minutes or so, 30, 34 minutes or so. And uh, they do that five days a week. And it's, and it's good. You know, it's the same. It's the same production for every episode. They include clips of uh, news or include voicemails from, Listeners include text, not text. Yeah, they do. They do have text. That's a show that has text. They include texts and emails and Facebook and Twitters and correspondences and all this stuff from their audience and and definitely bring it in the audience. You know, if you if you don't if you can't incorporate the team, then you can definitely incorporate the audience and make things and make the show run just as smoothly as it would if it was just the host by himself like me or if it was just a host and one or three other people. And, and then, uh, but then, so then that's, that's kind of, that's, you know, that's, that's the flexibility that that show has. But then we have a regular show like Terry Gross's uh, Fresh Air, where she's talking to one or two other people. And then she incorporates a bunch of clips, you know, from their song, from the person's song or the artist or reads a, or has the artist read a rent something from their book or plays a clip of the TV show or the movie. So every so everything is different is what I'm trying to say. Everything, every host has their own style and they can they can uh, utilize it to the fullest and in the in the most different and unique way. And that's how you draw in an audience and that's how you retain said audience. Because there, there are many things that could happen and could not happen. But let's uh, let's move on to this last thing where. OK, so <laughs> big news, <laughs> big news. I'm in the middle of a walk today. And it's like uh, 1030 in the morning. I get an email from somebody at WABE. And boy, oh boy, I was, I was, I said to myself, I woke up this morning, which I say every single morning, every single morning I wake up and I go, today is going to be a good day. Often that is not the case. It does not happen. (laughs) And I go back to and I go to sleep that night and I go, oh, please let tomorrow be a good day. (laughs) And, uh, and I got, so I got this email from somebody at WABE. And they requested a bunch of material from me, and I th- I'm I believe I'm able to supply a bunch of it, uh, and so all I'm asking is that you wish me luck for that, uh, so that I can end this stupid podcast, <laughs> so I can get the job and end the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love doing the podcast. It's a great thing to do when you run out of ideas, like yesterday and the day before. <laughs> then <laughs> this is what happens. But I'm glad I had this uh, last minute idea. So yeah, so right now uh, I'm in the process of getting everything, all the material together for the rest of the night. That's what I'm doing. I'm gonna watch uh, football on Amazon, and which is a great thing. I love how Amazon can stream football now. It's amazing. Uh, so I'm gonna do that, and I'm also going to while I I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing while I watch football in the background. Uh, this is gonna be great. 
I have to, I have to find some of my, so I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll get into the details. I wasn't going to do this, but I'll just get into the details. Uh, I'll have to, I have to find something that shows my skills in script editing, which I've done before, which is what I do every single week with news time. News time is, although it doesn't look like a traditional script, uh, like something I've done for XIA, uh, which I will also include. I don't know if I have anything from XIA, but I'll definitely, I mean, I don't know if I have any scripts from XIA, I, but I definitely do have everything I've ever written there. So and all the videos I shot there too. So I'll definitely include that, uh, but I'll include something from news time. And I'll, of course I'll keep it brief. <laughs> include something from news time. I'll include something from XIA. And then uh, maybe obviously <laughs> I can't include anything. I've like my movie scripts or my TV scripts uh, because those, <laughs> those aren't, you know, as serious. Um, and then there's, I have to do something. I have to show my uh, skills in multi-track production, which is essentially what I'm doing right now, which is this podcast, which is how the music gets put in and all that stuff and, and layering and, and other technical aspects, audio texture, all that stuff. And then I also have to give a sample of a project from uh, conception to finish. So something, so basically news time. That's that's a project that's done from start to finish. Uh, any one of the 8,000 word articles I wrote for XIA, that's definitely something I've done from start to finish. And uh, I, I think, but I think the thing I'm actually going to include is a documentary I shot for uh, I, well, I shot a documentary. I shot a documentary for uh, about. It's called Finding Finding Switch, a documentary. It's a it's a lovely piece. It's just definitely one of the best things I've ever done. And it's a it's a it's a quarter hour quarter half hour doc. Yeah, quarter hour. Why did I say quarter half hour? It's like five minutes. It's a quarter hour documentary about last year. It was really hard to find a Nintendo Switch because Nintendo did not supply enough to stores. And so I went out, I stayed up, uh, I woke up at like five o'clock and I went to a Toys R Us and waited for one. And, and, and you know, eventually I got one, obviously, because uh, I love I love playing video games. <laughs> and um, and so I so I made it's but I but inst- but I thought, you know what, this will be very interesting. No one can find one. I'll just make a documentary of my experience making one because I've never waited outside for a video game. I'm never, and I'm never going to do that again. That's stupid. I'm just going to, hopefully I have a job one day where I can afford things the day they come out and I have to sit outside of a Toys R Us in uh, Alpharetta, Georgia on a Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, there's some kids singing outside. It's very strange and very scary. I don't like children. So, but I would love, I would love to have one. <laughs> I'm very hungry. I'd love to chop one up. I'm joking. That wasn't that was stupid. So dumb. So yeah. So I'm definitely probably going to include that one in the in the uh, in the email. So wish me luck. Hopefully, the the person did tell me that they listened to uh, the application. (laughs) And so now I'm wondering, oh, God, was it yesterday's? Which episode was it? None of them are bad. It's not like the Constitutionals. There's a there's a bunch of episodes of the Constitutionals that are just not good. <laughs> like the ones, uh, like the ones, uh, admittedly for the ones like the past two weeks where I had to record two two podcasts in a row, or any one that I had to start over, or because because uh, the audition died on me. So there we go. I uh, I hope that this person listened to. They said some of it, which means this half hour episodes, <laughs> which means they listened to about two minutes and said, "All right, this is enough." I but I really do hope they uh, they enjoyed it and thought yeah you know what it's fine <laughs> I'll stay subscribed because <laughs> I need subscribers 
<laughs> okay. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you like what you heard here, why don't you head on over to cpluscomedy.com where you can get the Constitutionals podcast, which is like an audio diary of sorts that I that I produce every single week. You can also head to uh, there. There you can also find uh, interviews I've done with comedians and other comedy adjacent people. And also the t- the TV show, the YouTube show News Time. It lives on cpluscomedy.com. You can also find it on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. Very interesting show. I love it a lot. It's a show that's like last week tonight, but for entertainment news. And then <laughs> go to check out my portfolios, chadcwhite.wordpress.com. That is where you can find pretty much everything I've ever written. Uh, and it's great. It doesn't look good because I don't like WordPress that much because I'm a Squarespace baby. And uh, yeah, so there's that. And then you can also continue checking out this podcast <laughs> as if I had a third thing to announce. <laughs> So yeah, there you go. There's that. Wish me luck. Hopefully I get this job and uh, I can stop doing all my other jobs and I can focus on something that I love and enjoy, such as making podcasts. Thank you for listening. I very much appreciate it. I love you. Bye.